0: Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So I'm Jordan Ellis. I run Jordan Danae, which is a subtly nerdy apparel and accessory brand. It's a lot of hand-lettered designs that are like... The main just is to be like well-designed feminine (laughs) apparel. And I co-run the Sartorial Geek with my college best friend, Liz Crowder. We have right now a website, an online hangout, A magazine and a podcast so those um, that community is intended to be basically the hangout version of the clothing company so Jordan and Danae I get to meet so many cool and interesting people and brands through that company but there isn't really a way to like do that much with that so we started the magazine and the podcast and the website to like when we meet people who are really amazing writers they can we can work with them to write things when we meet people who are amazing artists or designers we can work with them there and we can like shout people out on the podcast and interview people um so those those two are separate but technically go together (laughs) so like how
1: did the idea for the store come together
0: the store started as a hobby it was an etsy shop It was never supposed to be a business, really. Uh, I went to school to be a teacher. I moved to New York right after college and I nannied part-time, and so I was kind of bored (laughs) nannying, so I started an Etsy shop because at that time, this was like eight-ish years ago, there weren't a lot of feminine, nerdy products anywhere. A lot of companies started around then, like Espionage and Her Universe, and some of the other like bigger feminine nerdy companies that I know, I think we all had the same idea that we were like, we want there to be something for us. So yeah, it just started as something I wanted and I had spare time and then it worked. And so it grew from a small Etsy shop part-time to like a full-time thing.
1: Are you like surprised by how much people love your outfits? Because yeah. like I went to LA, that was here in Seattle, yeah. and I wore shirts, and like Boom Comics, like freaked out every time I went by I there, love Boom and they're just like, oh my god, I love those shirts.
0: It is insane. Yes, it is crazy to me.
1: <laughs> like one of my friends, I went over to her birthday party, and she's like Kylo trash, like all the way. Mm-hmm. She loves him, and I was wearing like mm-hmm. Kylo. Kylo Ren is a punk bitch. And she just lost it. And I'm like, have yeah. you seen the SNL trailer? And she's like, no. I'm
0: like, wait, you have to watch this right yes, now. Yes, that's amazing. Matt the Radar Technician is, like, my number one favorite character in the I world. I have, like,
1: um, stickers of him yes. with, like, Matt the Radar Technician. I
0: love him. Yeah, he's my favorite. Yeah, I cosplayed Matt once. Uh, I think it was, like, the next con after that SNL came out. And... I realized like I look so different that I didn't wear it the next day and everyone was like no who was the person who was here yesterday and I was like oh maybe this is bad for brand image like to not look like the same person every day uh but I love that character
1: I've seen like a lot of cosplay for it because it's just like it was probably one of the better skits that they've done ever
0: yeah and I guess like I have to
1: ask like are you gonna do like nobody knows you but I do
0: Definitely doing new stuff. I don't know what it's gonna be yet, but there's definitely stuff coming out. Yeah, in like
1: my whole book group here in Seattle, like we all freaked out for the trailer when he was like, "What I do," and we're just mm-hmm. like, "I'm sorry, I can't stand up anymore." <laughs> right, right,
0: right. Yeah,
1: like even um, a really well-known company, Alchemy Inc. Like, yeah, they did a Kylo, They're doing a Kylo box. That's awesome. And like she just shows all of the names all the time of him. Um, Kylo is great. Adam Driver's
0: hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome.
1: So, like, how do you guys pick your newest T-shirts, your quotes, and everything?
0: So, the general concept is, like, first of all, everything is nerdy. Um, Usually, there's either some amount of, like, empowerment or, like, feminist ideas. Um, So, there are certain lines that just instantly are, like, oh, this is perfect. Like, I saw the Rogue One trailer, and when she says, I rebel, I was like, okay, obviously that's, like, the next thing. Some come from suggestions. People ask for things all the time, and so sometimes sometimes that either, like, reaffirms an idea I had or, like, 20 people ask me in a row, and I'm like, oh, okay, I hear you, everyone. Um, and then recently we've been doing official collabs, so those are actually... They've all been with authors so far, but those are actually collaborative with the author. We brainstorm. And they all still stick to that same empowering, usually like feminist nerdy quotes. But those are sort of like the main things that try to stick to. Yeah,
1: I know the V E Schwab one, like it went over like crazy. Like I had like the whole first half of the selection.
0: Yeah. I'm like,
1: okay, I want the second half.
0: Yeah. Like, everyone
1: loves Vicious and Vengeful and she comes here, I want to say like pretty often, like it's nice Holy. that she comes here around and she's like the sweetest person.
0: She's so cool and that's, the all the authors that I've worked with so far, their work aligns with the values of the company, so it's easy. Like they have quotes that are perfect matches, which is awesome.
1: So do you have any authors that you're thinking about working with
0: or you would like to
1: work with to do a collab? So, or that you can tell me. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. There's nothing, actually, everything that's been in the works is out now. Um, so there's nothing, secrets, that I can't talk about now. I really want to start working with comic creators. Like, a dream person to work with would be Kelly Sue, Taconic, something for Fitch Planet, or Pretty Deadly, or something like that. Yeah, I think I would really, really like to start working with comic writers and illustrators. We talked about Boom Studios. They're incredible. Image, comics, I would love to start working with some of those properties or like Scott Pilgrim Mm -hmm. who's so cool.
1: I know for like, sure, I would definitely buy anything if you guys did uh, Giant
0: Days, like just like a shirt that says, Drama Field Activated. Yes! Um, I love Giant Days, I love Lumberjanes, like all of, oh man. All of their stuff. would be so cool. Like, every day I wake up, I'm
1: like, am I a Daisy, a Susan, or an Esther today?
0: Yeah! That comic is so nostalgic to me. Like, I didn't go to college in the UK, which I think there is a little bit of, like, it's a a little more British, I guess. I don't know what the correct adjective is, but it's so nostalgic of, like, I remember being that emotional. And, like, I remember having these fights and these conversations with people so great I don't
1: think I've had that many near misses with Colts though yeah that's they true do.
0: that is true so yeah always it's a little extra you. <laughs> yeah.
1: have you heard of like Casey McQuiston who does red white and royal blue because like the main slogan and even in the book at the end of it people are making shirts that say history huh
0: that's and that's awesome. like a really
1: big one because like you know Prince Henry and, like, the first son of the United States, like, love, and it's, like, the cutest story. And she was just here on Monday.
0: Oh, cool. And they had like, a
1: huge thing on Capital Helper, and it was just amazing.
0: I have been asked to try to work with that, with that book, so, I mean, that would be amazing. I would love that.
1: Would you guys think about doing any more uh, My Favorite Murder shirts?
0: Yeah, yeah. I haven't yet, but I am a religious listener to that podcast, so... There, I'm not against doing it. So many people are now that they're like very popular that I feel like a lot of things have been done already. Um, but I'm not against that at all.
1: You guys are like the main line that's not on Etsy that actually has some of their stuff Yeah. and it always cracks me because I love listening to them and when I started listening to them in school, like in college, I was like, oh, I do dumb stuff. I should not walk through like the forest yeah. area to get to my like dorm.
0: Totally. Yeah. <laughs> they have some like good life advice just making you think about the decisions that you make.
1: Yeah, and I like to freak out my neighbors every time I wash my car like I have to water during the summer and I have it just like strapped to my bra as yep. I'm going around like... Yep. just getting it done and my parents like if someone comes by they're like oh my god what did I just walk into
0: well <laughs> yeah me too I listen to it all the time and then I'm like I should turn this down <laughs> would you ever
1: want to do like a pod like a podcast
0: episode with them would, oh my god I would love that that would be amazing I think they're kind of hard to get in touch with now but that would be so cool yeah I heard that they they're doing really good especially
1: after the book and I read um a good part of it and it was just hilarious
0: and I think, honestly, probably someone who would be a better fit for our podcast would be Steven, because he's a big nerd and like a huge Jurassic Park nerd. So that would be, he would probably be like a better guest, honestly. That w- <laughs> we I would, have more in common. <laughs> I would listen to that. Yeah. Just, I would like, love a, that.
1: Or just like, God, Steven shirt or something yeah, like that. Yeah. totally. That would be cute. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are some tips for people who want to start like a podcast would you recommend?
0: my I think my biggest tip would be to not expect it to be huge quickly I think podcasting like any other things like social networks and like websites it it had a moment where you could sort of do it and it would go crazy really quickly and I think podcasts still definitely come out of nowhere and are super successful but I think I think things move a little slower now. So, like, if you think you're going to be able to start a podcast and then, like, make a living off of it right away, that's really hard. The great thing about having so many podcasts is that there are a ton of resources. So, there are, like, a ton of online, like, tutorials of how, because actually setting it up behind the scenes is kind of hard. Once you do it, it's great. There are a ton of resources on how to do it. There are a lot of people who you can freelance hire to edit it for you if you don't want to learn all of that. And I think it's, my suggestion is, it's easier to get listeners if you already have some sort of community. So like join Facebook groups about podcasting or um, if you're doing it based off of like a blog or a company that you already have, that's gonna be an easier way to like get traction. Cause it's hard. It's hard to get people to listen to podcasts. And
1: I know it was kind of easy. Like it was a, You guys had a little bit easier because you already had like the store established yeah. and the magazine. Like when I was in college, like just a couple years ago, is when you guys started. Yeah. I remember like the week the first episode came out, and I'm like, this is awesome. So I just thank like made it in the dorm, <laughs> and then I go back to my room, and people are like, what are you? I'm like, shut up, I'm listening to this.
0: Yeah, thank you. It's still. I mean, I honestly, I thought it would grow a lot faster than it has. So, like, even though we have all of these other things going on, it's still, like, pretty low listener numbers, so I know that it's, like, hard, so I'm not discouraged and I haven't quit yet, but I think it can be, like, really disheartening for a lot of people.
1: Well, like, I love listening to it because, like, at night, I will not listen to my favorite merch. I it's freak myself out. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I was, like,
1: going to a birthday party and it was, like, middle of the night and I was driving I was, like, terrified because I'm, like, okay, I haven't gone this way before and yeah. nothing looks the same. Yep. And I was listening to it and you guys were talking about, like, how to help yourself if you feel really overwhelmed. And I think it was you that said that you like to just, like, clean up an area. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I do. I'm like, because whenever I'm really stressed out, I just, like, focus on a little project of cleaning and organizing something, and it just helps. Yeah.
0: And it also, like, helps you clean up, too. Yeah, totally. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for saying that. Because I you guys were like, the other one's like, uh, no. Oh, yeah, Liz was like, this is a (laughs) terrible tip. I was like, no, I think it's good. (laughs) So... I felt validated that people agreed with me, but I do understand her point, too, that, like, cleaning up is work. I was like, yeah, you're right. But it does make you feel better sometimes. Yeah. Um, It always makes me feel better if I'm stressed out. So what do you
1: think your, like, long-term goals are for the shop and the podcast and magazine?
0: We just started the Sartorial Geek Boutique, which is a way to come to Comic-Cons and showcase other vendors who aren't here. So I think that's been a really cool way to include more, like the community part is my favorite thing. So it's basically the long-term goals are growing all of that. So we have the quarterly magazine. It would be cool. The more people that we get to work with an interview for that is exciting. Um, and we're always just trying to add more people to what we're doing. So now we have paid staff positions for the website too, which is cool. So like that's growing in that way. I would love for the podcast to get bigger so that we can have more resources to reach out to more people and travel more to talk to people. And I think for the shop, it's it's basically what we're doing, which is like collaborating with more people, adding more book collabs, working with comic books would be incredible. So just sort of like merging all the things we love into one little world of like nerdy goodness is <laughs> Our main plan. <laughs> yeah checking
1: out your books today was amazing. Like those V.E. Schwab like,
0: coins and stuff.
1: I'm like, I've only seen them online, so it's really great seeing them up front. And all of the pins are super cute and
0: everything. And, then, and that's cool because Vidali Jewelry, who does the V. Schwab, like they're officially licensed too. So we are like two companies that work with V. Schwab, yeah. separate companies, but now our stuff is all in the same booth. So that's really cool. Yeah,
1: it's really great. um so, do you have, like, any tips for people? Because I was talking to people, and they're like, well, how would someone, like, start a business for clothes or something? Like Yeah,
0: this? it's, I mean, starting any business is hard. So, I think the biggest tip, like, the podcast is just, like, don't think it's going to be easy. That doesn't mean don't do it. But don't be discouraged that it's hard, because it will be. My biggest tip always is to find, your people so like find the people who will be your audience and make sure they exist because it's really hard to have a business if you don't actually have people who want to pay for the things that you're trying to offer and then find people who are your peers who can help you like find people who are at your level and a little bit past you so that you can all help each other Um, because doing it alone is so so hard but if you can do it together that's awesome
1: so what would you say like are some of your favorite things working on these three like different
0: interviewing people is my favorite thing so i the podcast is a little bit of a selfish project but i just wanted an excuse to be like hey super cool person can i talk to you because i just want to talk to you but it's less creepy if i say like can i interview for the podcast um and i think the magazine is still such an incredible project that i actually don't do a ton for it like i've only written one interview I'm not an excellent writer. Um, so Liz does a lot more of the actual like literary part and but I get to sort of pull all of these different people who I know from different ways and put them all into like one amazing project. Um, and so that's the coolest thing to see the finished product that's like, 7 or 8 different artists, 7 or 8 different writers, a bunch of different opinions, and everyone just like fangirling or fanning over things is like the coolest. So the magazine is probably my favorite part of the project.
1: So I love the shirts. I have I have like my subscription to the magazine, oh, thanks, and yeah. I have like a whole stack in them, and I always like go back and read them. Because I love, like, when you guys talk about, like, professionalism in the geek world and trying Mm -hmm. to dress professional, like, would you ever do anything more with that?
0: Yeah, the actual manufacturing of that is just harder, so I love the idea of it. It's just, like, t-shirts are easier, Mm -hmm. um, and then doing, like, button downs and stuff, just, it's, it's just harder, but I would love that, because I think, I think that's the elevated level of what we're doing, which is like subtly nerdy things that adults can wear in their real life, so being able to do actual, like, business casual stuff would be really awesome.
1: Well, you were just pretty business casual last night with one of your shirts and then yeah. with a really cute blazer over blazer. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I would love to just, like, get a little blazer and go with it. Because like where I work, I have to wear an apron over stuff.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, so
1: it's just like, okay, blazers are nice. Like that would be really professional, especially like if you're wearing a job interviews, but you still want to show like that you're
0: geeky. And if you wear a blazer, like normally, because a lot of the hand-lettered stuff, you can just see like a middle part of some cursive. So you can't even really read it. So that's cool if you're like, you know, you don't necessarily want everyone to read your whole design.
1: Mm-hmm. A blazer and- is
0: a great way to do that.
1: I've talked to a couple people like last night and like, today, and some people have been wondering like uh, if you're gonna bring back more of the scoop necks, and they've noticed that a lot of the designs are not in
0: the scoop necks anymore. Yes or or so the totally. I I used to screen print everything, um, and that's limiting because I can only have like with screen printing you need screens, so they take up space, and then you need to like store all the shirts. and I live in a, an apartment in Brooklyn. So I capped out what I could fit. So I started working with another company that does print-on-demand, um, which has been great because then I can have so many more styles available. Mm-hmm. The bad thing is they don't currently have the option of the scoop necks. So what I think I'm going to do, at least my current plan, is to do them as like special releases or pre-orders so that they don't go away. But it just doesn't work um, with the way we're printing right now, so I'm trying to find a workaround, because they are everyone's favorite. They're my favorite too. Yeah, just so, because like
1: the normal T-shirts sometimes are a little too tight, and yep. I noticed that you guys have V-necks now, and that's great. Um, but these
0: fit. They fit differently. Like they're loose all around. Like they're they're flowy. Um, yes. So I agree. I also love them. I just need to figure out a way to do it.
1: Yeah, I just thought I'd ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. And then, do you guys think you might like release some of your con exclusives, like, one a time? Because I see like the My Power is Pink Girl Power.
0: Some of them are designs that the convention buys from me, oh, okay. so only they can sell them. Like they buy the design and then they print and make them. So some of them I can't. Um, but some of our discontinued or limited designs that are mine that I still own are available on our patreon if for the five dollar and up uh subscription you can get access to some of our other designs so the ones that i can resell are there but some of them i sold the design so i can't do okay. it okay i just wanted to ask but you you yeah. see all the
1: pictures of the different conventions and then there's like the non exclusives
0: so the ones that i've done with read pop they they sell some of them on their site and they have some in backstock but yeah they're just theirs so that's So what cons
1: can we, like, look forward to seeing you guys at? Because I heard a little something about Rose City or Emerald
0: City, maybe. Yeah, so I have only officially signed up for a couple for next year because this is kind of the last one of the year. So I'll definitely be at Emerald City, C2E2, and BookCon, which are all read-pop shows. I'll plan to be at New York again. I hope I'm always there. Um, And then the other shows that i expect will be at are dragon con rose city here again next year um that is the that's the lineup that i think we'll have next Mm -hmm. year (laughs) things always change but i think i think that's where we'll be next year
1: that's great so where can people find you if they want to connect with you and check out like the shirts the clothes yeah. The collections the you know the blog the
0: podcast magazine so all the clothes are from Jordan Dena so it's jordana.com or at Dena NYc and then the magazine hangout podcast they're all at sartorial geek so it's sartorialgeek.com or our username all over the internet is at sartorial geek
1: Great, thank you so much for meeting with me today. Thank
0: you. This is great.